Hey guys, real quick before we start our show, if you have not taken time to rate our show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please, please, we would love if you would take time to do that. And the reason is it puts us in the algorithm that we will start showing up on other people's searches for podcasts. And if you have not taken the time to share one of our episodes or just a link to our show with your friends and family, we would love if you would do that because again, spits us out in the algorithm. So that's all. Hey everyone, welcome to A Mess Nonetheless. I am Rachel. And I'm Melissa. And we are sisters. And hi everyone. And we're back again. That's a good skit this time. We are still here. So um, yeah, we are going to be talking today, a two-parter is what we're going to be doing today. All right. So we are talking about learning to control our tongue and like our words matter. Mm. So today and this topic who does (laughs) i'm thinking everyone who's hearing this i can feel a few people being like oh (laughs) oh this is what we're talking about (laughs) this if that was your thought you turn us up louder (laughs) that's right that's right if that was your thought it's time to tune in so our words matter that's the first part that we're doing and next Mm -hmm. time we will talk about um learning to control our tongue so (laughs) melissa do you have anything you want to share about this before we hit some of our main points in scripture no, I think that it is a very good topic because um, controlling our tongue is not always easy. And and so, yeah, no, right, let's get into it. I'm excited to see where this goes. All right. So our first point is how we speak to people matters, both in Weird. front of them <laughs> and behind them. I know. I'm sure this is not a shocker to anyone. If it <laughs> is, Lord have mercy, you need to listen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I think that if 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 you're if everyone is hearing this and being like obviously the way we talk to people matters i think then you need to look at it another layer and be like do you actually pay attention to how you yeah. talk to other people cuz that's right. that's where i've been in my life is that i i mean i obviously i know we have a lot to say about this but before mm-hmm. we get into it i just i'm like if you had said this to me 15 years ago i'd have been like well obviously but right. that doesn't mean i was actually aware of how i talked to people so anyways. and living it out right yep yeah so how we speak to people matters. So I, um, back in like college, I was videoing everything. I had a video camera. I took it everywhere. My friends would grab it and we'd video everything. And like she I, didn't have a phone, guys. She had a video camera. Yeah, so we had to pay for the tape, <laughs> put them in, plug it into your TV mm-hmm. and watch it. Um, so, mm-hmm. and I noticed how when I wasn't filming or even when I was filming, but I was like talking while filming, how how I spoke to people (laughs) did not match what I heard in my head. And that was horrifying. Yes. So I just stopped talking while the camera was on. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just say that for off camera. That's right. Well, I'm not not exactly joking. I mean, I was like 20, right? So then I became a mom and I started filming everything and I would listen and I was like, Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I still do it. Surprise, surprise. Nothing had changed. <laughs> Doing it off camera didn't automatically change your voice. <laughs> really, really didn't. And I Weird. think, you know, as a mom, sometimes with like, our, I think we maybe talked about this once, like our windows open, you, you pay attention more to like oh, yeah. how you talk to your kids. Mm-hmm. What neighbor <laughs> can hear me right now? Yeah. Hi, or certainly like child. in a... Exactly. Or certainly in a store, like we do change the way we matter. So it's, or we speak. So it's like, we do know this and we do practice it, but in, I think circumstantially, most of us practice it circumstantially in church or like at a party or whatever, but then like certain people, Mm -hmm. 
Right. But then we close our doors and our windows and it's like, but then what? Like Melissa unplugged. (laughs) Exactly. And so this is something we have both worked very hard at and I am far from where I want to be. Oh my gosh. I am like totally different than where I used to be. And Mm -hmm. I can't believe how much it affects I mean, I can. It seems obvious, but I can't <laughs> believe how much it affects relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, not even just conflict. It affects that too. But just relationships. Like when I'm harsh with my ninth grader, mm-hmm. it affects him mentally. I can see it. Mm-hmm. And I had another son. I'm sure all my kids are probably like that, but I have two kids specifically that I remember. Oh, yeah. What you? Yeah, specifically. And mm-hmm. and it's like I could just see how much I would deflate them. And and then I have other kids where. I do talk to them differently because I know they're more sensitive. And so it's like I hold back more because Mm -hmm. I'm like catering to them. But then like why am I not doing that to everyone, you know, or all my kids? And it's because some of our kids are easier to talk gentler to because they are gentler in their own. True. The way, And I'm not saying that gives us an excuse, but it doesn't take the same effort to talk gentle and and sweetly and softly, even in reprimand to a child who is – is gentle versus the mm-hmm. one who comes back at you and they get True. in your face and they, I mean, that's much harder to do. <laughs> right. I feel much better about myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> so the way we speak to people matters. Ephesians 4.29, I'm sure many of us know this verse. Do not let any unho- unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. Only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. Mm-hmm. And I got to be honest with you guys, like this is a really hard one for me. Um, not in theory. In theory, I'm like, yes, I absolutely mm-hmm. believe this. But there are times when I'm really frustrated with someone or they've hurt me and I'm sharing my hurt and I know that what I'm saying and how I'm saying it is not necessarily to the benefit of the person right. I'm mentioning and even the person listening. And I, I'm literally talking about myself in the present. This is something yeah. I really struggle with. Like, yeah. how do I say how much I'm struggling with a person without like – Dating them or yeah yeah, yeah. And so well, I don't so have that one I will say that I do believe that there are times where we have a person in our life that we can go to and say if we know that this person we're talking to is not going to just let us run down this whole rabbit hole of angry mm-hmm. and talking negatively and ripping them apart but sometimes we have to I mean because if we deny what we're actually feeling right that isn't beneficial either. I used to be somebody who completely denied like how I was feeling. Right. And it would come out sideways. And so this is a really tricky thing for me. So I believe that it is 100% okay. I mean, I don't know that this says this in the Bible anywhere, but if our goal is for to be more like Jesus in this conversation, if our goal is to be okay with being told the way that you're thinking about them is not okay. It's not, Mm -hmm. I think it's okay to have someone that we go to and we do unleash a little bit. Like I need to just say everything I'm feeling and then knowing that they will help us wrap that stuff back up Mm -hmm. and start sorting it out and and find a Mm -hmm. a cleaner spot in our heart for them. I I don't really know exactly what I'm trying to say there, but you, I I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Find a cleaner spot in our heart for Mm -hmm. them because Mm -hmm. what happens is when we're frustrated or hurting by somebody or, you know, we feel rejected or whatever, we are, our flesh is like, on fire. On fire. I was like, what is the word? It's raging. It's, you know, inflamed. And we don't want to stay there, hopefully. Mm -hmm. I I never want to stay there. It's literally the worst feeling ever. And so it's like, I need somebody to tell me like, okay, what's valid? What's not valid? What's Mm -hmm. like Jesus and what's Mm -hmm. not like Jesus? And 
it, it's tricky. So it means you have to be able to be very honest about where you are in that moment. Now, sometimes right. we might not like sometimes we can pause and spend that time with God and be angry and frustrated and all the ugly and maybe that will calm us down enough before we go to someone. Right. But you, but if we but there are certain situations where even we need a tangible voice. We need a physical right. being in front of us to be able to be the vessel for God, so to speak, so he can talk through them right. to us. Mm-hmm. And I just think I really, because I've ha- I've been in that place and I have I, something I prayed about. I have the, you know, um, I have two people in my life that I really do that with. And obviously, Rachel, you're one of them. And and we've talked it through and we've talked about, is mm-hmm. this representing Christ in a, in a godly way? Are we, are we, are we, you know, and, and, and it doesn't, it always ends better for me when I do that. Yeah. So I have to believe that it's okay. Same. Mm-hmm. I always feel like I'm on the path towards Jesus when I have. Yeah. So I guess it's all about the intention. It's like, what is our intention? Is our intention just to unleash and have yeah. feel like venting or yeah. is it to have somebody really walk us through where are we in the wrong? Where do we need to, to help walk us through to reconciliation of some sort, whatever that looks yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Psalm 1914, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and redeemer. This mm-hmm. is huge. So this is the things that we say about people in our mind is mm-hmm. just as important as the things we say out loud. Now, the things we say out loud hurt the other person, can hurt the other person immediately, but the things that we right. say in our hearts hurts them whether we realize it or not, and it hurts us. And I Yeah, and it hurts us, yeah. We, you know, when I'm ruminating, ruminating on negative things about mm-hmm. somebody, it def- they definitely feel it. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel yeah. it, they feel it. It's... Well, the ver- one of the verses I love um, that our mom has said to us for years as we were growing up, and, and I just love it, and is basically the wellspring of our heart is what comes out of our mouth. So whatever is happening mm-hmm. inside us is what's going to come out of our mouth. So right. even if we think we can keep all the ugly thoughts inside mm-hmm. and say nicer things outside, if we keep letting the ugly right. circulate, it is going to come out. It's mm-hmm. it's just how it's like how we were created. Right. <laughs> so. So if we struggle with what we're saying to people, it's super important that we start focusing on what are we saying to ourselves inside. Yeah. Even if if we don't say things outwardly, but we're having this struggle inwardly, Mm -hmm. that's not pleasing to God. Like Mm -hmm. both need to be dealt with. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Our second point is what we – okay. Let me preface this. You know the feeling or the the thought that like – cow calories on vacation are free like they don't count everything is calorie free on vacation yeah (laughs) exactly this is like that this is what we say and our anger is not excusable it's not like a well as long as I'm angry these are free things I can say because Mm -hmm. I can always just come back and apologize for them later and that Mm -hmm. is just not true no and you can do a lot of damage with that mindset (laughs) yes oh my gosh Mm -hmm. and so if there is any part of us that is thinking well it's just because i was angry i wouldn't have said that otherwise we should not be saying it if we would not say it outside of our anger and i definitely got a hold god got a hold of this issue in me in my mid to late 20s um i've Mm -hmm. been married like five to seven years and i just i don't even know what happened i just know a change was made and i was like if i would not say it outside of anger it will not be said in my anger mm-hmm. and i truly live by that and i i don't say things that then later i'm like oh i have to apologize for that again like i did something recently that i should not have done and it wasn't something i said it was something i shared on social media and now i'm living with the humiliation and the embarrassment that a few people saw it before i deleted it and i don't know what this is <laughs> and and one of them rightfully so questioned me and was like hey 
what is happening. And mm-hmm. and I was like, man, I am so glad I don't live like this regularly because that is embarrassing. Like it mm-hmm. is embarrassing. And so, and it wasn't in my anger. It was in my hurt and in my, you know, s- sadness that I was experiencing sure. in the moment. And I just was like, it was so unnecessary. It was just really unnecessary. And yes. so if that's how we're living, it's, hurting us. It's hurting those people around us. It's embarrassing. Like it's something to work on for sure. It is because the thing, so I have had the opposite side of it. I have had a relationship that has spoken to me out of anger. Mm -hmm. Um, and then later apologize. It's not me. (laughs) (laughs) Just so excited to say it wasn't me. (laughs) And the thing is, is that those words, then I was left. So the person could come back and be like, I'm, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean that. And I knew they didn't mean it because of what they would say. I'd be like, there's no way they actually think this or believe it. Right. But now I am left with them to have to process through, mm-hmm. do I take them on? Do I believe them? Right. Is there truth in it? Mm-hmm. Even though they were angry, even I though they I call it mental gymnastics. It, and it's exhausting. And, right. and then they get to just come and say, I'm sorry, and walk away. And so it is It is extremely damaging to the person mm-hmm. that you leave with that because it's not just right. as simple as I spoke, I was angry, I'm apologizing, I'm, and we're done. Because, no. um, because especially if those, if the same kind of things are spoken more than once, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's like, then it starts to feel like repetition in your mind and you start thinking, right. okay, mm-hmm. every time you get mad at me, you say these things. So are they, what's real right. and what's not? It's very confusing. Right. right. Um, so even if you don't feel like it like bothers you that much, like if you're listening mm-hmm. to this and you're like, well, I mean, I do that, but I apologize and it's fine. You need to look at it from the uh, if it's your kids, if it's your spouse, if it's your your mom, your dad, if it's your. I mean, usually we don't talk to people like friends and bosses and coworkers like that. If you do, I you probably don't have a job. But like, but <laughs> or maybe you are the boss. Yeah, right. It's usually our kids um, and our spouses that you know that as yeah. adults that we talk like that too. And I just it is. You need to think through how much do I love them? Do I love them enough to leave them with my baggage that I'm putting on them every mm-hmm. time I get angry? even though it's kind of easy for me to just apologize. And, you know, you might feel guilty, you apologize, you walk away. But um, but kids, they don't know how to process through that. They don't know how to take that. It, it, to them, whatever you say is truth. Mm-hmm. And so um, so it's very important that if you do, if this is something you've struggled with, you need to not only say I'm sorry, but like kind of lament to them. Be like, mm-hmm. when this I said okay. this to you, this was so not about you. This is about me and what I'm dealing with. And I am so sorry. And I'm going to start praying about this. And I'm right. working like, if you need to go to therapy for it, because if it's a big deal, you know, mm-hmm. like do it immediately right. because yeah. anger destroys relationships very quickly. And so, right. No, totally. Well, and James 127 says, or 126 says, if anyone thinks he's religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this person's religious is religion is worthless. Mm-hmm. It's like, what is our faith if we are just have no control over our tongue? And yeah. like you said, it's, it's all about love. Do we love mm-hmm. this person enough mm-hmm. to work through this? And we have to take care of the people yeah. around us. And we are very responsible for how we speak to them. Yes. And I love right. in Proverbs, it says, whoever is slow to anger is better than the mighty. And he who rules his spirit more than he who takes a city. So like, you know, a mighty soldier, someone who can mm-hmm. take a city that seems like, oh, they have the most power. But it's whoever is mm-hmm. slow to anger and whoever rules his spirit keeps his mm-hmm. self in check. Yeah, they are more than those more mighty soldiers and warriors. Yeah, 
And obviously we've just talked about anger in multiple situations, but something, um, and I was going to say this before when we were talking, but then we moved on and I forgot to say it or it didn't fit in quite right. But for me, so the thing that I have struggled, struggled with is not so much speaking out of anger or whatever, but, um, just kind of being harsh, which Rachel was talking about in regards to her and, and being naggy. And, um, Mm -hmm. and I remember when I was newly married, I, who knows how many years, and I don't know that we had kids yet, but I remember reading the verse, um, that talks about a nagging wife is like dripping on a metal roof. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, (laughs) like that's, that's you can't live like constant dripping. Oh, it like just doesn't stop. And, um, and so that is something that I started working on then because I could definitely be naggy. Now, okay, wives, I'm pretty sure that most of us can be like, well, we become naggy because mm-hmm. people we're talking to don't do what we ask. Yeah. <laughs> and that is valid. And that is a whole different podcast. But we can be <laughs> naggy just in our the way we talk and just in the way we approach things. And, and mm-hmm. we definitely have the ability to curb that whether mm-hmm. they're listening to our yep. instructions or our requests or not. <laughs> well, and I love the verse. I love quote. I'm going to use air quotes because I actually hate this verse. She didn't use air quotes. I'll do it for her. Air quotes. Um, in Matthew, I tell you on the day of judgment, people will give an account for every careless word they speak. I hate that verse. I can't even I, imagine. That feels like that's going to take way too much time. I feel like for me, really for sure. I talk all the time. <laughs> it's like, okay, so one thing I really struggle with is I absolutes. You never and you always. And I am 40 freaking years old and I have not gotten Mm -hmm. this under control. And I really Mm -hmm. think right now I need to, that's my challenge. The time has come, Rachel. The time has come. (laughs) And I'm so proud of my children and I applaud myself a little bit for how I've raised them because they will say, is that fair to say never? Like Mm -hmm. when I'm talking to them and I'm like, I am so proud of you because you are right. When I say it, I'm like, I am not even thinking, it's like, I'm just saying a careless word. I'm not actually meaning never but I'm saying it. And so yeah. why would it not sound like I mean it? Yeah. And so I, I'm getting there where I'm like, you never, I'm like, I'm sorry. It feels like often and I will yeah. like rewrite <laughs> myself, but I'm still saying it. Like it's yeah. not, it's not, it's still my default. Yeah. And that is very unfair because who never does something or right. always? I mean, always. Yeah. That's almost impossible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a very, very careless word. Those are two careless words that I use all the time. And yeah, I started when I was transitioning to from, <laughs> from when I was in transition from using always and never to less. <laughs> I started saying regularly instead of always like you regularly do this because that yes. is an accurate statement. Because I'm like, I need to be able to address this in a in the way that feels like always, but I know it's not always. And so, right. But right. I mean, if it is like nine out of 10 times, I I try to Mm -hmm. use numbers like 90% of the time, it feels like this is what's happening or whatever. And yes. And then do you not have kids who say, how in the world do you have those percentages listed somewhere? (laughs) But I make my kids use them too. I'm like, what percentage of the time do you feel like I listen to you or I'm paying attention? You know, like I do let them say them back to me. No, I have not had children say that to me yet, which is kind of crazy. I always think it in my own head that it's just about even myself. Like, that's just such a made up number. Like, where did I come up with this? I have no <laughs> statistics to back <laughs> Now that the data research is in, we can positively identify. I'm realizing it's actually 87%, so I'm sorry. <laughs> I looked around up. <laughs> oh my okay. gosh, that's so funny. Okay, and our last point <clears throat> is the tone of our voice matters as much as the words. Oof, and we this. know this is true because think of talking to a dog. 
You can yep. scold your dog with the best. You are such a bad dog. Look yep. at you. And you're just like, oh, this person loves me. Yeah. This person loves me. And the opposite is that if you say to a dog, like in a harsh voice, but you're like, I love you so much and you're so cute and get your butt over here. I just want to cuddle you. They're going to like cower in the corner. Exactly. <laughs> and we all know this is true, mm-hmm. but we don't always apply it to people. And mm-hmm. I am super thankful that my kids will say to me, mom, do you, like the way you're saying that sounds like you're so angry. Uh, I just had that yesterday <laughs> with a kid. Well, in fact, one of my kids will be like, why are you so angry at me? I'm like, I'm not angry. And he's uh-huh. like, well, you sound angry. I'm like, well, now I know. <laughs> Although I am going to also defend being a mom because this morning I was frustrated <laughs> because I had told a child, I get up early. I get up 40 mm. minutes before they get up so I can make sure to have breakfast ready for them. And then he sits in front of the fireplace because it's freezing and it's, you know, we had to turn the heat on this morning because, and I get it, but I, his breakfast, his hot breakfast sandwich is sitting there getting cold. I'd ask him four times and I finally was like, get over here. And he's like, you're screaming at me. I'm like, well, that is not true. Right. I will scream at you. <laughs> and and the only you reason know the difference. I'm all, the reason I'm pointing this out is I think that it is also, I just know that I, I've had this kind of conversations with moms yeah. enough where they're like, it's so easy to assume we're either always in the wrong or we never pay attention to ourselves. It's kind of one yeah. or the other. And just because you might have sounded angry and maybe you should mm-hmm. tone that down doesn't mean that when your kid says certain things that they're right. always right. True, true. <laughs> yes, that's very true. I would true. say maybe 30% of the time they're right. <laughs> honestly, with this particular child, if he says you sound really angry, he's usually right. Like, yeah. I don't realize and no, and that. And that's exactly. That's where we have to know each of our kids. And yes. well, and then this is something that I do that really makes me mad at myself. But first, I want to give the verse. So Proverbs 15, 1, a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs, stirs up anger. So mm-hmm. when we speak softly and calmly, mm-hmm. we keep things at peace, right? Yes. But when we bring in harshness, it makes everything worse. Yes. So what I hate that I do is because my children do not listen to me regularly. <laughs> I walk into a room and assume often that they yes. have not listened to me. So I'm like, I told you to do the dishwasher and I open it and guess yeah. what? It's they did empty. it. Yes. Well, shoot. Like, or why did you not transfer the laundry? And they're like, I did. I'm like, what? Oh, yeah. Well, my bad. And I hate when I do that. And I'm working really hard on it. And I always apologize to my kids. Mm-hmm. But like I walk in and I just have this like instant frustration assumption. Yeah. and assumption. But the tone in my voice clearly indicates I believe the worst in them in that moment. Yeah. And it is, you know, their own fault that I have this history. But it is my own right. fault that I am handling it that way. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So the tone of our voice matters as much yeah. as the words we speak. Yeah. Yesterday, uh, this just happened with my we my um, senior. We were getting ready to go visit a college for the day. And I, I mean, he, whatever. I, I don't even know what happened because I didn't feel anything in my heart that my tone was harsh. But he was like, you're getting mad at me. And I was like, I'm, I'm not mad at you. I'm not, I'm not even feeling any. I'm just saying right. words. <laughs> and he's like, well, your tone. And I was like, oh, he pulled out the tone word. And he doesn't mm-hmm. say that very often. So I was like, well, mm-hmm. I am sorry if my tone yep. was harsh. That was definitely not my intention. Yes. Because <laughs> so we talk about tone a lot. <laughs> we, yeah, exactly. You guys talk about it more in your house. And I need to be talking about it more in my house because because it's my main issue. <laughs> I need to be talking about it in my own bathroom in the mirror. Yes. <laughs> Start with yourself. Yeah. yeah. So if you guys are wondering, like, what is this even? What, what are you even talking about? Tone. So like, It is, for me, the way you say something to me matters so much more than what you actually say to me. And so like if a child, like, and this has been since my kids were little, like I would have such a hard time if my kids were like, I want a popsicle. I'd be like, 
okay, absolutely not. let's say that again. And if they were right. like, I want a popsicle, I'd be like, okay. Like, of course I'd like them to say please, but mm-hmm. it's not even about the please and thank you. Cause I think the tone insinuates the please and thank you a lot. You know, the tone yeah. insinuates gratitude or appreciation yeah. or, and so, um, so my kids have grown up having to re-say things a lot. Would you like to try Mine that too. again? <laughs> Mine too. Would you like to yes. say that differently, please? Yes. <laughs> okay. So before we wrap this up, what do you think is our challenge? I obviously already have several challenges for my own self. I can't <laughs> wait to hear how this goes for Rachel this week. <laughs> <laughs> so do we have a different challenge or? I just I just think it comes down to what we kind of always say is what pricked your heart when you were hearing this? Like what made you defensive or yeah. feel a little like, oof, like that's zero in on that, whatever that means. Um I mean, talking the way I talk to my kids, I, I don't struggle this with my husband near as much as I used to. I've gotten much, much better um, in how I talk to him. I'm not saying I'm never disrespectful or sassy because I am sassy, but um, by but, nature, we both are. Yeah, just by nature. Yeah, like and so, but my kids, my mother, we do, mm-hmm. and she'd be real proud of that. <laughs> I know. Yes, they did. Or she's making mistakes. Exactly. <laughs> she's passing us while she's watching this. Yeah. Hi, mom. We love you. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So yeah I, it's just I'm just always continuing paying attention to how I speak to is to my teenagers and so yes. and my adult kids. So yeah. yes. But okay. Um, our ministry or organization highlight this week because some of these are not ministries. Some of them are just businesses, but oh, yeah. they are Jesus honoring ones yes. is called little sisters sewing and on instagram it is at little sisters sewing um and nicole started little sister sewing um because it just uh, was born from a desire to surround her family and friends with beautiful things made with precision mm-hmm. care and love she has a strong desire to bring the traditional skill of sewing back into the modern home and make it accessible for everyone so she has like handbags um accessories scrunchies key fobs but she also has like quilted art stockings blankets and then I she said that. when I do too and she said when Jesus came to earth he valued working with his hands as a carpenter and I think mm-hmm. when we find a skill that the Lord has gifted us with it is such a joy to explore it hone it and share it with others oh. my ultimate goal with little sister sewing is to help others enjoy beautiful handmade goods and her website is littlesistersewing.com so beautiful come on over check out her stuff there I mean her stuff is really really beautiful and um I'm like oh, oh. And if you, I mean, you, the the value that goes into hand, handmade, so yep. hand sewn things. Because you right. said hand sewn, or does she use machines? Maybe oh, I both. think she uses machines. Use machines. Yeah. But either way, my mother in law sews sews handmade. quilts, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, handmade, right? Not hand sewn, mm-hmm. right? I got that wrong. Um, but the, it is a gift to say the least, and it takes a mm-hmm. lot of time and a lot. I mean, like it is not a quick thing that you just pop out there. There's a lot no. of love behind it, so that's beautiful. Exactly. All right. Well, we'd love to hear from you guys. Let us know what stuck out to you, what you're working on. Um, We love getting messages from you guys. So have a great week. Bye, guys. Life is a mess, but don't feel bad. Ours is too, but we own a microphone and we have no shame. That's why we'll talk about how our life is a mess nonetheless. That's the name of our podcast.